Alphabet Flight and Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guest. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Jordan. Hello there. So, um, I hope you possess the strength to get through this episode, because we're talking about the Possessor. The Possessor? The possessor. Oh no! Oh no! Is it is it one of those Eternals? No. Okay. Because th- those but, those sometimes this, get really bad. But it's more along the line of the in betweener, which is another thing that you're on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, are you ready for some dumb cosmic Marvel? Honestly, I love making fun of dumb cosmic Marvel. So yes. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, we're gonna, we're gonna have some fun talking about his outfit. But but speaking of the possessor, what do you think the possessor looks like and or does? When you said the possessor, my first thought is that he possesses people. So I'm thinking either a mind control or like an he can do an astral form and take over people. Uh as for what he looks like Maybe kind of like uh, a kind of like a stripped down Doctor Strange, but not with the very large cloak. But what you didn't say is a guy in a ripped dress with a lion-headed scepter. What? It's like he's doing a stick cosplay, but poorly. And also, I'd like you to just scan down the page a little bit and look at his pointy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and he has one. Sp- Spiked anklet. <laughs> yeah, like, again, if you'd like to see the picture of who we're talking about, go to HodgePodge Group on Facebook or Alphabet Flight. Both are linked in the description. I do kind of like how his line staff is kind of sassy smiling. Oh, dude, it is so sassy. Like, <laughs> like if, if it was talk, if it was a talking staff, it would be it would be making fun of him right now. Yeah. So, what do you think the Possessor does? I mean, what do you think his powers are? Okay, well, just from that image, I can see that he can use his staff, but I don't know about him personally. Um, is he like <laughs> Matt, is he like Matt Murdock, where he has super super hearing things? So even though he's blind, he can see. We'll find out. A little bit later. I just kind of want to see what you think. Because he looks like he's just wearing a tattered dress right now. Yeah, and like a bandana over his eyes. And, and also he has white hair. But another thing, too, is what he obviously had a sleeve. Sleeves? <laughs> yeah. But one of the sleeves is like still attached to his wrist, but still mostly off. It's, it's like... So he's a cosmic hobo. Not, not even like a good cosmic hobo. Cause no, I think- because cause this staff doesn't have his bindle on it. Exactly. Like maybe, maybe he had to tear his other sleeve off for like a bindle, but like it dropped, and he just never, and he ripped his other sleeve beforehand. Aw, maybe. I don't know. But, I uh, honestly cannot tell otherwise what he might be able to do. Well, we'll find out. So. His real name is Camo Tarn. What? Okay. That kind of sounds cosmic-y, all right? Yeah. Uh, his occupation is not libertarian, as I thought it was before. It's <laughs> librarian. Uh, oh. No- a scholar, seeker of knowledge. His existence is not known on Earth. Pl- other alias, master scholar. 
And uh, here's something I have not had to say in a long time. Place of self-awareness. Unknown. (laughs) (laughs) So one day he was there and then he's like, oh, wait, I exist. But we don't know when that where that was. We could we know where our place of self-awareness was. It's, It's Earth. Yeah. But he doesn't. Um, or no, no. I I think it's the writer of the encyclopedia doesn't know. Oh, okay. So so like they asked him, and he either and he either wouldn't comment, or he just could not find the information. Yeah. Well, uh, he is also single. So uh, so ladies and uh, gentlemen, if you want to get him a just a dress that actually is not tearing apart, he'll probably marry you. I'm um, checking on the Marvel database, and he still has that horrible green dress, like green tattered dress. Only the one that uh, on the database, he he has both torn sleeve falling off of him instead of the one torn sleeve. Yeah, he did show up, and he didn't show up in a lot. Let's say that. Well, he did show. He did show up in the Jerry Duggan um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the all new oh. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, cool. Um, he also showed up in the West Coast Avengers, uh, Silver Surfer, and the Mark Raid run of um, of Avengers. That was a couple hmm. of years ago. He showed up twice, um, and he's also tied to Thor at least a little bit. Oh, I sorry, I didn't. I shouldn't have said Thor. Uh, Hercules. Oh, okay. He's tied to. Th- Thor through Hercules. So he's one of the elders of the universe. Oh, goody. So he hangs out with what uh, the stranger, game master, um, or grandmaster. Grandmaster, uh, the collector, someone else. I don't know. They're all boring. (laughs) (laughs) How many times do you think the collector asked for his staff? Probably a couple of times. So So his base of operations is Planet Russ. Of the science uh, system and the Andromeda galaxy. Oh. And he first showed up in Thor 235 in May 1975. And who lurks beyond the labyrinth? And uh, we have just a nice little uh, Thor and Hercules themed uh, sandwich here. The with the oh, good hey, old uh, Polaris middle. Hey, look at that! And uh, on the cover, he he. It was back when he didn't have uh, white hair. It was red or orangish. So something happened. Like something something definitely happened. Maybe so. Either he got old, or something scared his hair white. Hmm. We'll find out. But was it something he saw? Because he. He, can't, he doesn't seem to be able to see. Well, we'll find or, out. Or is that just all uh, misdirection, wearing that bandana? <laughs> it's been a while, though. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, so, like all elders of the universe, his origin is lost in antiquity. In antiquity. It's lost. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> his, his origin's lost. Um, he was created... Like right, what he was created like right after the Big Bang, and hmm. like one of the first. He's virtually immortal. Um, he spent his eons since his self awareness 
engaged in pursuit of recording all knowledge in the universe. That's, um, a, that's a pretty noble goal, yeah, sort of. Pretty Unless noble. he decides to keep it to himself. I don't think it's that so far. Yeah. Um, we'll find out a little bit later, though. Um, he eventually found a huge universe. He, he he founded a huge university and library on the planet Russ, and stored his vast store uh, stores of knowledge he accumulated in a master computer, and he opened the doors of his academy f- f- uh, to knowledge seekers. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, from anywhere in the universe, and um, within a century, his knowledge of his. Institute of Advanced Knowledge was filled with scholars and students and researchers from over a thousand different intelligent star-faring races. He, for for untold millennia, he was uh, content with being the master librarian and chief administrator of his university until um, he was until he was brought an alien artifact of immense power called the Rune Staff. That's not a that's not at all. There's no runes at all on it. They should call it the Lion yeah. Staff or something. Yeah, and not only that, but it's it's the kind of name that it sounds like the One Ring, you know? Yeah, not good. Um, excited by such a fi- find, he examined the artifacts to record his properties for the computer personally, and. Uh, he devoted a lot of time and effort in mastering oh, the properties. Wait, I, think, I think I see. I'm looking at the thing. I think he asked to examine it. Oh, no, he asked to examine it. He asked yeah, he thing. asked the guy who found it, like, hey, can I see that? Oh, yeah, he he, he asked to. Yeah, I skipped over something there. So the researcher already did a bunch of the work already. And uh, he kind of did the last bit of it. And whatever the researcher was just like, yo, can you, you know, put me on that paper there? He was just like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you over this research. Aww. Yeah, well, you know, that peer review is really, really hard to handle sometimes. Exactly. I mean, academia, it's cutthroat. Yeah. Um, peer review, more like peer pressure review. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the senseless act unhinged the sanity of the usually peaceful master librarian, and he began to experiment with the rune staff with wrecked abandonment. Oh, oh, this is getting worse and worse. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I mean, I wonder how he's ex- how he's experimenting. One of the properties of the rune staff is manipulation of life forces, and he accidentally he accidentally <laughs> killed hundreds of thousands of students in facility in the facility on his planet. Oh no! Actually, no, he didn't kill them. He dispatched them to a pocket dimension inside the staff. Oh, so now they're just they're just stuck in the rune staff, which is pretty much death. Yeah. Yeah. If I know my pocket dimensions, they often don't have enough air for tens of like hundreds of thousands of people. No, it's going to get really cramped really quick in there. So he was driven even further insane. <laughs> <laughs> he then call, started calling himself the Possessor after. Oh, so it's because he he owned things. 
Yeah, no, he possesses the rune staff, which he is experimenting with a lot. The runes, the he presided over the the planet, paranoid that someone would take away his last remaining possession. The edifices soon fell into disrepair. The master computer ceased to function, and a furry, pre-intelligent humanoid race began to breed wildly and overrun the planet. Russ. Huh. Eventually, his paranoia was uh, was vindicated when Hercules and Sif journeyed to Russ to borrow the rune staff in order to save the waning life force of the mortal of uh, Jane Foster. Ah, uh-huh, so they were doing a uh, wait. Was this at the point when it was Thor was Donald Blake or or not Jane? Because I was going to say maybe they were doing a solid for Thor. He was probably Donald Blake at this time because it would have been before. He uh, was Thor full-time, because that happened a little bit later, whenever okay. Walt Simonson was writing. Because yeah, this was when Jerry Conway was writing. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the Possessor refused to let them use it, but then the gods, you know, stole it from him and returned to Earth. And uh, with, with the staff's power, Sif's godly life essences were transferred into Jane Foster's body. And while that happened, her consciousness went inside the dimension inside the staff. Wait, so they gave Jane Foster's Sif's power while her consciousness was in the staff kind of Not thing? Life life force. That's life different. force? Yeah, they gave her some 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 uh some god juice. Okay. And then her consciousness went into the staff. Um, once Foster was saved, the gods forgot about the rune staff and its mad owner. Like you do. <laughs> like you do. And it's laid, it laid inside a uh, hospital broom closet for months. Wait, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Charlie, go pop up the thing. Uh, the, oh, what's this weird line-headed staff? Yeah. Well, well, I'm not even done with this sentence yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no. First off, that would be a good into a sentence, but <laughs> but it laid in the closet for months until the alien stranger dispatched the mutant Dark Star to fetch it in order to use its power to thwart the uh, null life bomb that was threatening all existence. Oh, okay. So it was a very unused hospital broom closet, apparently. Whenever and whenever Jane Foster accompanied Thor to Asgard, uh, the godly life essence inside her overwhelmed her, and uh, Sif's body spontaneously returned from the pocket dimension, sending Foster there. So Sif was just god for a while, <laughs> and they're just like, "Yeah, eh, eh, what's going on?" Upon her return to Earth, Sif. Uh, continued to, predo- uh, to predominate and Jane remained in the pocket dimension. There's well. no mention about them trying to release them. No! No, there isn't. There's normally they just, something. They just decide to w- live with this. There's normally, like, that's the end of the paragraph. What should be at the end of that paragraph is Thor, Thor and Hercules attempted to to get Sif or Jane Foster out of the staff. In the meantime, uh, 
Camo Tharn, or the Possessor, had discovered a spell to teleport the rune staff back to him. Oh, cool. And, so it's uh, like a returning spell. Or or Axio rune staff. So he got his prize and uh, inadvertently transferred the life essences of all the uh, individuals who was trapped in the, the pocket dimension into his own immortal body. <laughs> okay. And then uh, Thor and Sif and to the uh, planet Russ to locate. Wait, sorry. No, it was Thor, Sif, and Jane Foster's fiance, Keith Kincaid. Probably because he was tired of them just ignoring that <laughs> Jane spontaneously stopped existing for a while. You know, the, the wedding's coming up. I would really like my fiance back. And uh, so basically, uh, when they went there, they saved him from uh, a bunch of aliens trying to huh. get him. And then they exorcised all the spirits in- oh. uh, inside him in restoring him to their white rifle forms. Um, doing that seemed to restore Darn's, uh, the Arns, sorry, I forgot the extra N, <laughs> um, sanity. And re- reunited with all his fellow knowledge seekers, and then he became a big nerd again, and was just like, "Oh, books are so good, aren't they?" Belfarn, don't you go messing with that rune staff like that again. So he's uh, six five. No one knows how much he weighs. No one's picked him up. Put him on a scale. He has black eyes and gray hair. They look. Huh. It looks white. But, you know, it's whatever. Okay, so he has super strength of an unknown degree. Okay. He has been able to engage Hercules in personal contact uh, combat for an extended amount of time, which huh. means he's at least able to deal with, like, 50 tons. Huh. So, he- 100, I mean, 100,000. Doesn't always look like it, though. Well, he's an Eternal, so like... Yeah, he's like one of those elders. Wait, which one was the one I was thinking of? Okay, the Contemplator. Yeah, so... um, His whole thing... Like, the way they did the strength level... For this. Because this is the one that was just like, you know, what... Choose a lane, Marvel. Um, <laughs> and it was like, his strength level was unknown, but presumably... He could channel some mental energies into feats of strength. <laughs> oh wait, was he the guy that like had the 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 mystical headband thing that that could control things? No, he's more of a person who just is always like meditating. Okay, yeah, he contemplates. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so he's he's strong, and I, he's pretty swole, so I can I can understand that. Um. Also, he's basically, you know, immortal and okay. can't really die and, you know, all that stuff that yeah. Elders of the Universe do. Thanks to all that residual Big Bang energy, I guess? I just want to do just a quick uh, little plug, though, for the next episode. Okay. Because we're going to have a powerful most of a week. Power week? Uh, most of a week. Oh, okay. T- two. It's two. It did. It did. Princess Python had to ruin it. (laughs) 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 So, um, yeah. So, you know, listen next week if you want to hear about some powerful men and 
person with a snake. <laughs> and she's there too. So, um, yeah, what's your plugs? Okay, uh, I'm currently working on a podcast called What's the Kraken, where me and a couple of friends watch, review, and discuss mostly, car- well, cartoons in general, but we're f- mostly focusing on the stuff by Craig McCracken, who's done, you know, uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends and the Powerpuff Girls. And we're starting with the uh, show Wander Over Yonder, which is basically about a furry, weird, wandering character and his faithful friend sl- slash horse-like character named Sylvia. So, I don't know. If, if you get a chance, I would highly recommend taking a watch. And uh, you can also and you can find us on Twitter at KrakenCast at C-R-A-C-K-E-N Cast. So, um, this is Jesse, and I and I'm gonna allow myself not to do plugs on this one because it's not gonna get any download. Who wants to listen to an episode called The Possessor? <laughs> not me. I'm a person who would randomly go through like a like a topic podcast on something that like I know some about and choose the obscure ones. I would not choose this one. <laughs> now listen to it if you are. But, like, I'm not going to plug. I'm not going to get any new listeners based off this podcast. So, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not plugging. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I think I'm just done. I'm just <laughs> done. <laughs> the, like, I, just, I just, like, why, 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 Possessor? Like, why? Who why knows? Do you Who knows? Bye. Bye.